Hello! Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 39. My name is Eric. My name is Jason. Sweet. Good to know ya. Okay, hey, what's up? Hello. Oh, that's motioning for you to keep singing. Oh, I don't know any, I don't know any songs. You were just singing right now. I think that was a jingle. A jingle? Huh. Which, uh, which ad was that? Getting from? to know you, getting to know all about you. Oh, okay. What is that? Uh, is that an airline? Uh, or a pasta. I'm not sure. Yeah, it sounds about right, one of the two. One of the, one of the other. Uh, airline food, maybe. Oh, I've not had pasta on an airline, but... I've never been on a plane, except <clears> for at the museum. Only time I'll probably ever be on a plane. Ah, uh, you'll go on a plane eventually someday. I, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. You're, uh, you're currently, uh, you know, dating someone. I am dating someone. This is new. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, it's not really new, but, uh, you, you finally... Uh, cemented the fact that, that, yeah, you're dating. Yeah. yeah even yeah. though you've technically been dating here for like two months now. <laughs> and, uh, like three or four weeks. Uh, no, it's been two months. No. no it had to. No, it was like sometime in July. Uh, no, it was in June. Definitely not. It had to be. No way. Yeah, it did. Because, <laughs> like, the first time we ever hung out was when we saw Transformers. Right, which came out in June. Did it? Yeah. Okay, two months it is. Yeah, because uh, when we recorded the Public Enemy episodes the first weekend of July, uh, was that was when you were sort of, you know, uh, I think third or fourth date by that point. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Yes, it does. Wow. I thought it was but, like a week ago. But the the point I'm making is, you know, you're dating this girl, and uh, you know, if it gets to the point where, you know, who knows, maybe you this will be the one and you'll get married, go on a honeymoon. Only a jackass would uh, stay in Ohio for a honeymoon. <laughs> well, there's plenty of sweet places uh, in Kentucky. <laughs> First uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken ever, exit 29 off of uh, I-75 South. <laughs> but you've already been there. Not together, though. <laughs> Don't you want to start out your new life experiencing... Things together for the first time, like, not things that you've already seen. It's been done. blocked out of my mind. I haven't been a vegetarian for so long. I, when I was there, all I ate was chicken. So now I'll just eat mac and cheese and coleslaw. It'll be a completely different experience. Didn't you go there like, uh, like a week ago? KFC? <laughs> to, to the KFC at uh, the, the first KFC? <laughs> no, last time I was there. No, it was like you, you and your cousin went on like a road trip like a year ago. Oh, no, we went to uh, really, really similar... We went to a Catholic church in Alabama. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, you drove to Alabama. You have to pass through Kentucky. Right. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't stop there, though. I could have sworn you did. No, for Are sure. You sure. I'm positive we didn't. Yeah. Then why did you tell me? I've really like, told you about it because we passed the exit. And I was like, oh yeah, we. Okay. We saw the sweet right. exit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we mostly like. I think we like. Oh, we ate at Popeye's chicken. I think, but I had beans and rice. You, know. yeah, you and your cousin. Me and my cousin. Okay, because yeah. you and I have stopped on our way to Chicago and Popeyes. And met some creepy guy that yeah, showed his yeah. porn on his phone. Listen to the uh, Windy Soda episode. Uh, it's around episode four. <laughs> that guy was awesome. That guy was awesome. Uh, we're going there again uh, in September. You want to uh, <laughs> We have to stop. <laughs> well, you think he still works there? Uh, he shows porn to the customers? He did seem <laughs> like he was the manager there. Uh-huh. 
Maybe he owns the place. Maybe. Wow. And, and I can't imagine that that guy has anything better going for him. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wouldn't knock uh, owning a Popeye's. I'd eat all the free biscuits I want. Hey, Fucking I. And, and beans and rice. Yeah, yeah, I love some rice and beans. I got some rice and beans yesterday. Really? I could see. I call it beans and rice. You call it rice and beans? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm Puerto Rican. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that matters at all. Oh. Okay. Well, actually, it does, because when they say it, it's uh, arrozzi frijoles or whatever. Frijoles is beans. Yes, it is. I, I didn't know that yeah. much. I almost said arroz con pollo, but that's rice with chicken, which is another big Puerto Rican delicacy. You know, the only reason I know uh, frijoles is beans is not because I took two years of Spanish. Because of uh, a Weird house <laughs> song? No, because we have a piñata named frijole in our house. Hanging above, uh, hanging above, uh, Mindy's laptop. <laughs> <coughs> that's awesome. The, the, not, like, her, her lap that's attached to her body. <clears throat> well, the only reason I know Frijole is beans is, uh, not because I took four years of Spanish, and not because my mom is Spanish, but because I heard it in a Weird Al song, <laughs> Taco Grande. Right. From off oh, the deep wow, is, that, is that a spoof of Rico, Rico Suave? Suave? Oh. As we've talked about before, one of the hottest videos I've ever seen. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, it, it's true that that is the hottest video you've ever seen. Yeah. Well, uh, one of. I don't know if I want to give it well, that one of, but, uh, a title. But. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen that video recently, and uh, I'm honestly not sure where I am. Where you got that from, uh, but yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe you just really have a thing for Gerardo. <laughs> Gerardo? Geraldo? Uh, you know what it probably is? Is it just came out at the right time where, I mean, literally, if I saw, uh, you know, uh, a freaking Odd Lots commercial with, you know, some some lady revealing four inches of knee, that was enough to get me off, you know? I mean, I was like, and that, that, right, right. that growth spurt, uh, masturbatory age. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, it just probably happened to be the, the one thing that was on TV and, I taped it and, you know, watched it a few times. It's understandable. <laughs> understandable. Uh, man, I really don't want to talk about this, but I'm going to anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was, uh, there was like a very short period of time where, uh, Alyssa Milano, uh, did some MTV VJ. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Very short period of time. I think like a summer. Uh-huh. And, uh, that's pretty much what did it for me. Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Yep. She's needs some cash. Hmm? She just needed some cash that summer. Yeah, it was post Who's the Boss and pre anything else she ever did. Charmed and all. Charmed. So yeah. did you tape those and then no, view no, them? No, I would just you know, watch MTV <laughs> and she'd be on. Hello. Yep. <laughs> all right. Did you, did you ever see the vampire movie she's in? No. Uh, it's, it's pretty awful. But there's a lesbian scene in that, is there? I think there's at least one, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, she also did a Poison Ivy scene. Really? Yeah. Did not know Poison that. Ivy with uh, Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. the first one, and then Nicholas Milano did the second one. Did not know that. I had a super crush on her growing up. Oh, yeah. Super crush. I still got top, a crush on Top her. of the list, seriously. Still have a crush on her. Really? Uh, oh, mine, yeah, mine's long gone. Gorgeous. Mine's long gone. <sighs> I think it was the that. vampire movie. I think it spoiled it, because, you know, I had so many images of her naked in my mind already. Right. When I actually saw one, it just uh, it shattered it all. Okay. That's too bad. Yeah. yeah, attractive lady. Oh, not not because she was unattractive. Just, just you know, the worlds collided. The the mystery was gone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
pinned it down there. That's what I do. That's what I do best. I have a lot of pins. Hmm. Sharpie. Pins. It's tack board. So, uh, what else? <laughs> what else is going on? show in like six months it, it uh, the 20th was the last time yeah that's great yeah. it's been like two and a half weeks yeah. and uh yeah it kind of actually segues into uh, uh well the book we're talking about today mm-hmm. the uh my inner bimbo by sam keith and some other people yeah like six other people have mm, two other people well but they're, they're uh, both even them. Um, yeah, when we recorded the last show, you uh, announced that uh, this is the book we were going to read. Uh, you, I think, bought the book, like, the next day or whatever, and right. uh, you, you read it, and you gave it to me, I think, around August 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was now August 9th. Uh, <laughs> you gave it to me, and I, I read, like, a page, and I was like, oh, man, and then... I looked at the time, I was like, I, I can't read a full chapter of this, so I put it aside and went to bed, and then the next day, pretty much the same thing, I, I run onto the next page, and I was just like, ah, it's too late for me to get into this, and I put it aside. So, I had it for like four days before, like, I finally sat down and tried to start reading it. I read a chapter and a half in three hours. Yeah. And that's one comic, like, it's a five chapter, five issue book. Right. Right. And, uh. Oh, I believe it. So then, I didn't read it again until, uh, I did my laundry Thursday morning, like 2.30 in the morning. Uh, I went to the laundromat, I figured, okay, while I'm there, I've got like two hours to kill. Uh, uninterrupted, no one should be there, hopefully. Occasionally there's straggler in there. Some oddballs doing their laundry. Right. But I got lucky, and no one else was there, and, uh, so I read, and I thought, okay, maybe I can get this done. Uh, no. By the time I was done with my laundry, two hours later, uh, I had just finished chapter four. Still had a whole chapter to go. Yeah. We decided that we were gonna do this show today, and... It is now, uh, let's see what time it is here. Uh, it is now 7.30. At 5.30, I thought to myself, oh shit, Jason's coming over, I haven't finished the fucking book yet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Had you finished by the time I called? Because I called you around... 6.30, 6.45. You called me around 6.30, and I had just finished it, and, like, I went <laughs> out to get some headache medicine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see this book coming with some headache medicine, if, yeah. like, if they do an absolute edition, you know, just, like, a little vial of Advil in the book. And that's, that's not a complete insult. It's just so fucking wordy. At least, it's very wordy. Very dense. The first two issues, have, you know, and you know, I'm not a, I'm not a complete retard. We joke about being dumb guys. I read books, like real books, and yeah. you do, you do as well. Yeah. Um, I don't mind them if they don't have pictures in them. Right. But I thought this was a comic book whenever yeah. I picked yeah. it up. Uh, the first two issues have 
easily enough words to fill a novella. Mm. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, oh, it's a lengthy, lengthy read. Time consuming. And, hey, I'm just going to throw out my opinion of the book. Uh, did not like it. Really? Uh, hopefully over the course of this episode I'll be able to intelligently explain why <laughs> without sounding like a complete and total dumbass. Okay. Because this book totally made me feel like a complete and total dumbass. <laughs> well, don't feel bad because I really did like it, and I don't think I could explain why either. All right. <laughs> so we have nothing to say. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I have clues about why I like it. I think it's definitely something that I have to read two or three times in order to like have it all solidified. Because I've only read it the one time. Because um, that's all we had time. It's all we had. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like second thoughts where you know you can read it four times in a day. Yeah, yeah, just you know, various trips to the bathroom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's a different animal, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, it's it's a beast, one might say. It just seems kind of like he's he did, Sam Keith is pouring out his uh like frustration, his gender gender role frustration, and like um just his. Not misogyny, but just his women issues in general. Right. And it seemed like it was kind of abstract and just, like, off the cuff or a stream of consciousness sometimes, like the writing and the drawing. Yeah. Because the drawing changes, uh, you know, the art changes styles almost like like you're watching Natural Born Killers or something. I mean, it goes from super painted, awesome, crazy to, like, uh, minimalist, sketchy. Yeah. It's beautiful. Just a step above stick figures. Literally, literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not like page to page, but sometimes it's panel to panel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it'll, it looks like... Well, I mean, uh, he did have a couple, like you said... Let's see, what are their names? Uh, Josh Hagler and Leah... Leigh Le- Dragoon? Leah Dragoon? I'd say Lee. Lee Dragoon? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they were mimicking, for the most part, his, his style anyway. Well, did you see the the portion of the back uh, about them? Yeah, uh, I guess Keith Sam, Sam Keith. Uh, I like Keith Sam. That's a good name. Uh, I guess he did thumbnails, and then they penciled what he drew, and then he inked over it and did like ink washes and right, whatever yeah. else. Uh, so it's only kind of. Partially his art, mm-hmm. and like some of the pages that they showed, I think the Josh guy did a a fairly good impression of Sam Keith. Right. Uh, the Lee person, like she just kind of did it in her own style, and it's a lot cleaner and stuff. Yeah. But then he did whatever he does to it. Uh, Worked his magic. Yeah. So it's a know. beautiful book. It's like it's oh, like, it's visually. Incredibly impressive. It's more like an art book almost. Yeah. With like diary notes or something. Yeah. It's, but, uh, man, it's just. I don't know what the fuck it was. Well, I know that he had problems where I don't think they mentioned where the first issue, between the first and second one, there was a giant gap. And, uh, I think he may have, like, looked at it a few times and realized how wordy it was because it seemed to. The pace quickened after the first issue. It's still. It's pretty wordy, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, the first issue has as many words as any two issues of this, other, you know, series, and right. any of the other two issues. But 
yeah, I think I think I think it suffered a little bit because of you know the gap between actually not not just it being published, but him actually doing it and working on it, you know, figuring it out. Because it seems it seems like it just kind of seems like at the beginning he didn't even really know where he was going with it. I right, know. right. I uh, <clears throat> uh, I get the feeling from it that uh, like whenever I write anything, uh, be it you know a comic script or like a letter to someone or you know a blog post, you know, uh, I find myself not sure that I'm getting my point across. And I wind up reiterating the points numerous times, and it just becomes incredibly redundant. Oh, right. It, because I'm just not able to filter what I want to say properly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I get that feeling in this book. That uh, he just he could not filter what exactly he was trying to do to, you know, a, a base idea. And he just kept... Repeating it over and over again. I wonder if he would have been the only artist if he would have had, you know, more confidence in the art telling the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like instead of explaining every detail, if it just if it just sort of presented it, and then he didn't have to rely on as many like just blocks of words. You know, right. like I wonder if he didn't have as much faith in the other people, or if he just thought he couldn't articulate to them what he wanted to show as much. I don't know, because I mean, again, again, in the in the back matter, uh, it says that you know he did thumbnails, and then he would call the artists and explain exactly what he wanted numerous times, right. and there would just be notes and sketches and everything. So I think he actually probably just over-explained. Things. Okay, it's again, I think it just comes down he could not filter exactly what he wanted, so he just overdid it. He said everything instead of right, just. Instead of exactly what was needed. Right. And I think that's probably where my main problem comes from in the story. And also, there's uh, something mentioned in the back that he's dyslexic. And I think that comes through. Yeah. Because uh, the, the one guy, Josh, mentions that uh, <clears throat> Sam Keith would be talking, and then suddenly, like in the middle of the sentence, go to a completely different topic without stopping. Yeah. And that almost pretty much describes this book as well, I think. Like his writing style. Yeah. For the book, yeah. It just bounces around so much, like at a... I don't really want to say a a breakneck speed, because it is so wordy and slow. Yeah. (laughs) But But almost on a dime, it, like, does completely change topic, theme, art style, everything. It kind of reminds me of Terry Gilliam, just how, like... If you watch one of his movies for the first time, you're like, wow, I need to watch that two or three more times because, you know, everything changes so fast and there's always so much so much detail going on in the panels. I don't get that from a Terry Gilliam movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I think, like, it seems like every time I watch one of his movies, it's just like everything switches and changes so fast. Oh, I don't get that at all from him. Really? I think he's very concise. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think he's weird and neurotic and... Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely likes to have a lot of superfluous details in his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, have you ever have you seen the Twelve Monkeys DVD, the, the special edition mm-hmm. DVD? Uh-huh. There's a special feature, like a making of, on it, 
uh, about a hamster. Because there's one scene in the movie where, for like a split second, the shot opens on a hamster. Uh, like in a cage, doing something. And then it like the camera zooms over to Bruce Willis doing something. And they wasted like three days trying to get the hamster to do what they wanted. Because that's what Terry Gilliam wanted. Right? So it's just like it's that unnecessary detail yeah. that he just focused on. But, I mean, it doesn't add anything to the story. It doesn't take away anything to the story. Right. Whereas Sam Keith, I think, all his details kind of take away from exactly what he was trying to do. Okay. Right. I can see that. I, st- I still, like... It, it still gave me the same kind of feeling as well, whenever, like, the scene changes or, you know... All of a sudden, like you said, his dyslexia uh, takes uh, takes you know takes hold, and everything. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of like pops into another mood or style or whatever. Right. It kind of I don't know. It just reminds me of uh, especially like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and even even Twelve Monkeys. I mean, just like how the scenes change. You're like, oh, all of a sudden Bruce Willis is back there, and yeah. You know, just kind of reminds me of, of his style for some reason. I could see I'd love to see him direct a Sam Keith story. That'd be right. interesting, actually. <clears throat> well, I, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I still disagree. Uh, just because I think that Terry Gilliam gives enough visual clues to when he does do like a sudden change like that that you're not lost. Right. Like I've never been like confused while watching a Terry Gilliam been bored as fuck during a couple of them, but, you know, <laughs> Brazil. Oh. Uh, but, you know, uh, like, I think he's he's definitely a storyteller that knows what he's trying to do. Yeah. Sam Keith, I think a better example to use, uh, not exactly the same, but uh, Warren Ellis is a writer whose work that I occasionally enjoy. Uh-huh. Uh, and occasionally, uh, he puts out some horrendous shit. And more often than not, his horrendous shit stuff comes from his creator-owned works where he has no editor. Okay. Right. And I think Sam Keith is like that. I think he needs an editor mm-hmm. to help him focus. Because all the stuff that he does for Marvel and DC, uh, while... It can be as experimental as My Inner Bimbo or Ojo or The Max or anything like that. All right. Uh, it's also able to distill everything that it needs to say and get to the point. And by the time you're finished with, like, you know, the Wolverine Hulk crossover, which was super fucking weird. Right. But, you know, it was good and it told the story it was trying to tell. Did he write that? Yeah. Okay. I've never. I don't think I've ever read any of his Marvel or DC stuff. Some of it's all right. Some of it isn't. But mm-hmm. uh, I think him having an editor helps him focus his energy. And I don't think he had an editor on this. Right. If he did, it was probably just good job, Sam. Yeah, yeah. keep those pages coming. Right, right. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely I think more of an artist than a storyteller yeah and I mean he's got some great ideas like characters and situations but, yeah but uh yeah, yeah. he think... definitely needs someone to guide him I right think. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think this book could have 
benefited greatly from someone to just sort of keep them on the rails. Right. Because uh, if there's one thing we hate, it's people getting off focus. Oh, yeah. Off topic. <laughs> we can't stand that shit. <laughs> it's like this one time. <clears throat> you said somebody to keep him keep him right. on, on the rails. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the story? Uh, I, I would love to talk about the story. I have no idea what it is. Bas- basically, this guy has a midlife cri- or mid midlifeish crisis. He goes to his garage. He jerks off. He thinks that he's having sex with a beautiful lady who's turns out to be his inner bimbo. Right. And uh. And then he maybe emotionally cheats on his wife with their uh, art appreciation teacher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a very... But there's amazing. also like 50 other things that happen between each of those incidents. My favorite is whenever he's symbolically fighting the giant female disapproval sea monster. <laughs> disapproval sea monster. Yeah. That, that, was, that was pretty, uh, I don't know, Freudian or something. It was very phallic. And yeah. There, there are a lot of... Uh, Sexual uh, symbolism mm-hmm. in the story, definitely. I think yeah, it's about discovering your like where your gender roles and your uh, gender issues lie, and yeah. how far you go with what you think a, a a relationship or a male or female person in general should be. Right. I think you know, and also it kind of reminds me the the only other book that reminds me of this similar style is a glamour puss because it has a lot of like, uh, there's like a couple pages where they had this historical things where artists were talking to him and, mm-hmm. and then there's all the like, you know, male, female role thing. And glamour puss is the only other book I've read that sort of, I don't know. It seems to be in the same vein, mm-hmm. a lot less abstract. Glamour puss. Yeah, yeah. A lot less abstract. <laughs> Yeah, I I really liked it. I'll I'll def- I think I'll read it again. I mean, maybe not. You know, I'll, I'll take a take a breather, right? Yeah, and tackle it again. <clears throat> I uh, I definitely agree that it's something that probably could benefit from a a, a second or even third read through. Yeah, uh, I just would not look forward to doing that. That's a lot of time. Yeah. Well, it's like I don't know. Like if you if you read a book or see a movie that you know. I did not get that, but it was an amazing experience to go through that first time. I definitely want to check it out again. Like, uh, like Southland Tales. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what the fuck that was. Exactly. And That's a I didn't particularly enjoy it, but I really do want to see it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to see if maybe there's something there that I didn't get. Uh, with this, I don't really want to go through that trouble. Yeah. Like, I know that. <laughs> If I did, I probably would be rewarded for it, but I don't want to put that much effort into this. Yeah, it's, it's, it could go one of two ways. It's either there's so so much going on that it you know warrants multiple readings, or it's so abstract and just id release that you're never going to make sense of even if you read it twelve times. You know? Right. It's yeah. one. Of, it's one or the other. I mean, I mean, there's coherent scenes and like yeah. you know narrative and linear things, but but. That's not most of it. Not most of it, yeah. It bounces around a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some things just seem completely unrelated to anything. And I know that this is part of, like, some sort of trilogy that he's doing. Yeah. Ojo was the first part. Right, that good little girl from Ojo is in this briefly. Is she? Yeah, I think she's, like, the 
the granddaughter that shows up at the end or something. Okay, okay. Which is another part that I totally didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think that was unnecessary to have. Yeah. To have it tie in. I mean, it, it almost seemed more like a, you know, like, hey, look, everybody that read this other series, here's this one character for two panels. Right. And it's like, it, it doesn't seem to really connect. Yeah. So, I mean, I love Sam Keith. I really do. I mm-hmm. think I think he's... I think the comic book industry is better off for having a Sam Keith. For sure. Even if the only thing he ever does from this point on is mind-bending absolute crap. <laughs> It's going to be at least pushing the boundaries of what comics can do. Mm-hmm. And for good or ill, you know, thank God we have them. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know you're a big Max fan. Yeah. Uh, not really even a Max fan. I just love Sam Keith. Okay. Yeah. Sam Keith first, character second. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited about his uh, Lobo thing. Oh, yeah. Anthrax. And hopefully that'll make sense. Anthrax. He's got to eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how well of a writer is. I guess he writes some of their lyrics, but right. I don't. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I don't, I dig some of Anthrax's lyrics, and I, you know, chuckle when they sing about Judge Dredd or you know, a stand or whatever. But but I, I don't really like Anthrax primarily because of the lyrics, right, only right. because they kick they ass. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's always the sort of point of view that, you know, uh, well, a creative person could be creative in multiple avenues, you know. He just, you know, chooses the one to focus that mostly in, right. such as him being a guitar player. Yeah, yeah that's true. He, he may have a hidden uh, writing talent that uh, has, to this point, been unexplored. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, he, he couldn't have uh, chosen a better artist to to be paired with for his first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, seems, it seems like a good mix of styles. I, I'm pretty sure that <clears throat> if it was like, you know, Scott Ian and Jim Lee or Anders Nilsson or Anders Nilsson, I probably wouldn't give a damn, but, but the fact that he's working with Sam Keith, I would have picked up at anything that he got, he does. So, yeah, good on Scott Ian, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Or the editor who paired them together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else to say about the book. I, I liked it. Don't quite get it all the way, but maybe I'll reread it and, you know, I'll have an epiphany. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know if uh, that does happen. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you can figure out what the hell it was about, I would love to fucking know. <laughs> well, at the very end, too, I don't want to, you know, spoiler, spoiler, when their cat's dying. Right. Um,. He, uh, it's not really a spoiler because that's like on the the third page of the, the yeah, book. The cat tells you he, he has, has cancer. cancer. Yeah. But but uh, <clears throat> but uh, Lo, the the, the male the in the character, character, he sort of you know quote unquote becomes a man, and he like fights through his you know he's having like a stroke or a heart attack or something, yeah. and he and There's he shows up right and he drives himself to the vet to like to, to the hospital. Right, right. Oh yeah, as the uh, I thought I thought he drove himself to the vet to see the cat. No, he jumped himself to the hospital, hospital oh, okay. because he was having a stroke. <laughs> but, but he sort of manned <laughs> up, and like he didn't need his wife to take care of him because he was always afraid, like whenever right. she'd leave the house and whatnot. <clears throat> so uh, that that is like the basic theme of the book. I think if you could distill, is that it's him overcoming the fact that he uh, he feels so 
Inadequate. Inadequate and underpowered against his wife, who's like 17 years older than he is. Right. And him trying to learn to come through that, but there's just so much other stuff. Yeah. It's it's like you're peering into this cauldron <clears throat> and you're looking for the one uh, main ingredient, but there's just like a million things and you're like trying to sort out what's in this cauldron. Yeah. Do you think, uh, you think this is kind of pseudo-autobiographical? I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially if he spent that much time and like right. call, phone calls back and forth and all the details, like if it meant that you know, much personal, right. you know, on a personal level to him. So I know this isn't the first time he's done that sort of, uh, you know, focusing on, on gender roles and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Four Women, I think, was the one that he, he did that uh, had something to do with that. It's been a while since I've read it. Uh, and I think even Zero Girl had, like, you know, some of that in there as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, that had uh, a young girl and an older man. Uh, that hmm. story. So, no. yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about him, him like, as a person. He's uh, very, like, he doesn't do a lot of interviews, and uh, at least I've not seen very many, and every time, everything about him personally that I know, like, that I've seen from him, uh, he's always just very, uh, uh, fuck, it's the, the Proper phrase in terms of years here. Uh, very self cutting. Like, like mm. he, he has like a, a really low opinion of himself. Oh, okay. And he's always very uh, uh, self effacing. Right. Uh, but otherwise, like, you know, I don't know a damn thing about hmm. him. The, the only other thing I know is that like he disappeared from comics for a while to direct a movie. Oh, really? Yeah. One movie. Uh, some sort of family movie about mountain climbing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's bizarre. Oh, well. I'll have to look, we'll have to look for that. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. Or not. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not going to pick it, don't worry. Okay. Uh, yeah. So would you, you, you wouldn't recommend this to people other than to flip through it for the gorgeous art? Uh, I can't even do that, because, uh, well, I mean, I can't do it, uh, I can't, I can't tell people not to read this, because this is totally one of those things where I don't think it was awful, I just didn't like it. Oh, okay, yeah. Mostly because I didn't understand it. <laughs> And so, this is definitely one of those things where your mileage will vary. Okay. You know, like, but it's not something like a David Heatley thing where I can just Tell you, completely right. say, this is fucking awful. <laughs> Don't ever read this. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad I read it. Glad I'm glad we picked it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. But it was a bit more of a chore than I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know why I keep doing that. We're gonna read uh, something by Jim Woodring next time, so we there's no words. <laughs> Just <laughs> to balance Paul out. Cooper or... Yeah. <laughs> That's tight. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I yeah I can't not 
recommend this, and I can't <laughs> can't really fully recommend it either. Do I you guess. have an Do you have an inner bimbo? Do you think? Do yourself, I have an inner bimbo? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Does she? Uh, if it chew gum, huh? Have bleach blonde hair? No, mine probably is a redhead. Oh, nice. Yeah. Glasses. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've, uh, if if men have an inner bimbo in much the way. That Lowe's occasionally manifests itself, and yeah, definitely have one. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, my, my feminine side is definitely uh, in full swing on, on, on occasion. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we've discussed many times that uh, we don't do enough manly things. You know, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're pretty feminine. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've literally. Uh, uh, taking baths where I like had candles going and listening to Billy Holiday records, and just like lay in the bathtub with the lights out. All right, I don't think that's feminine. I think that's just fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. Okay, well then, uh, I don't know if. Uh, <laughs> well, I've definitely never done that. That's, that's pretty much all I can say about that. Huh. Yeah. Okay, I I uh I don't know if this is gay or not, but I got naked in the woods today. Uh, depends on the circumstances. I was with another dude. Uh, then yes, yes, that is. Okay, no, me and my cousin went to this. That's uh, worse. <laughs> <laughs> we went to this uh, at like outdoor uh. It's, I think it's like a nature reserve, but there's like this big uh, creek that goes through it, and uh, and we changed clothes under this bridge into the end of our like swimming trunks and uh, just like kind of like played around in the water in the creek and like fished. Uh, there was we didn't fish, but I mean we like tried to catch crawdads. He caught one, and it was it reminded me of being like chuck it. <laughs> no, right. he just put it back in the water. Right. It reminded me of being a little kid again. Like in Kentucky, we always used to chase crawdads in the creek. It was very relaxing. It was awesome. I, uh... I don't need to talk about my day. Uh, yeah, I don't, I've, uh... never done anything like that. Yeah. I'm not a nature guy. I, said, oh, I love the nature. That's the hippie in me. I guess so. Like, uh, when I used to go on vacation with my parents, uh, we used to go up to this cabin up in Michigan, like northern Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like in the woods, and there was a river, like right at the back, you know, like right off the porch. And so, you know, we'd, uh, just sit around, like we would watch TV or anything like that entire week. We'd just sit around, listen to the radio, and watch the river. Oh, that sounds great. It was awesome. Uh, I certainly wouldn't, you know, want to be in that situation all the time. You know, it mm-hmm. take 45 minutes to get to the town nearby. This wasn't too bad. This was in Tip City. I mean, you could drive there in less than half an hour. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm a city guy. I'm not a nature yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I can it. appreciate nature. I just don't want to touch it. <laughs> it's slimy and uh, yeah, wet. Yeah, kind of gross. Yeah. I, I like those sometimes. Like, I was walking through, like, seriously, we waded through the entire creek. Like, we just walked through it. Like, it was up to our knees. And yeah. sometimes go up to our chest. Yeah. And uh, we walked, like, you know, probably 100 yards to the creek. And, um, like, I was thinking, I was, like, walking through it, and I was like, wow, this time tomorrow, I'm probably going to be, like, scanning things into Photoshop and, like, clicking buttons, and, like, it's just fun to, like, 
do the back and forth dichotomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good yin yang, uh, whatnot. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, you know, like uh, when we were in Michigan, you know, I would uh, get like uh, inner tubing down the river or canoeing occasionally. It was nice, yeah. I mean, just kind of float around and see all the, the scenery. And, you know, it's good for a vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I'm definitely. I don't think I could survive in, in that sort of uh, situation. You're a city slicker. I uh, definitely am. Yeah. <laughs> you have your one thing, like Curly said. Uh, Just one thing. That's all you need. I seriously have not seen any of those movies <laughs> since they came out in the theater. And Curly just said, it doesn't matter where you're from, you just need that one thing in your life. Well, I guess I got porn, uh, if that's what that is. Could have been what he was referring to. Yeah. Yeah. On the on the opposite end, uh, I was uh, I did some uh, freelance artwork today. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, so always good. Yeah, my my client was was impressed. So yeah, that's all, that's all I can ask for. Are you gonna post it on your blog? Uh, no. Really? No. Be cool. Yeah. All right. Blog is reserved for all the stupid bullshit that I wound up doing here. <laughs> I'm drawing that with the yeah. the occasional comic every three years when I can. Pop out another six pages. So. Right. <laughs> hey, it's a it's a it's a breakneck pace. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Anything? Anything else? Sign uh, me. Had a headache. It's gone now. Sweet. Yeah. So the 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 inner bimbo headache is gone. <laughs> um. Uh, it was my dad's birthday this past week. Happy birthday, Dad! Yeah, yeah. I mean, your birthday's coming up too. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, actually, on uh, uh, probably on the day I po- post this, it'll yeah. be my birthday. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so happy birthday to you! All get a present on yeah, the next birthday. Yeah. Wow. Plus, I'll, such I'll update my blog on that day too. Wow. Yeah. It'll be a Sean Bourne day indeed. Indeed. Uh, I've uh, got one present so far. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I don't particularly enjoy presents on my birthday. But, uh, right. right. Uh, I, I certainly didn't ask for any. And uh, I got a pretty awesome one. Yeah. Uh, Describe it. Huh? Describe it. Okay. Uh, it is a, a piece of uh, commissioned original art from... Um, the, the artist and writer behind one of my favorite mini-comics, One Year in Indiana, uh, which is, uh, I think I've talked about on the show before, it's uh-huh. about a uh, death metal vocalist who is forced to live in Indiana for a year. <laughs> a fate no one wishes upon anyone. It's true. And uh, so uh, the drawing is of uh, the, the main character from that uh, series, story, whatever. Uh, with uh, the three generations of Blue Beetles, <laughs> Blue Beetle being my favorite superhero, without a doubt, hmm? without a doubt, without a doubt, and uh, Beetle Bailey. And <laughs> 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 it's fucking awesome. Yeah, and uh, it's it's uh, it's inked and then super nice detail. 
He's got a, he's got a sweet stippling style. He does. That, I'm really impressed with how that turns out. Like uh, even like in the actual like series, you know, he he does put that amount of detail into some of his panels. Oh yeah. Uh, this, however, the uh, the Blue Beetles uh, have the added detail of their junk <laughs> showing through their costumes. Yeah, it kind of looks like when you like. Get a, a really wet T-shirt or something, and you can see your nipple. Right, right. Their, their cocks are just swollen with uh, <laughs> heroic pride. There, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, I gotta respect that. Golden age blue beetle, pretty fucking hung. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, that was the fifties. <laughs> men were men. <laughs> I, I can't help but notice the uh, the new school blue, be- blue beetles hiding his junk behind a. Six pack of beer. Well, you know he's only seventeen. Yeah, he's got a lot of growing to do. Yeah. <laughs> he's got some hair in funny places, but yeah, that's about yeah. it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's really awesome. I'm uh, super impressed with it. Uh, you know the guy's website, mm-hmm. uh, Pungent Basement dot com, I think. Okay, is it? I think it's Pungent Basement. Right. Maybe it's the Pungent Basement. Search yeah. for Pungent Basement. Yeah, one year in Indiana. Or one year in Indiana. Yeah. But yeah, it's awesome, and uh, my my good friend Jason got this for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's mine. So awesome. I'd like to give a shout out to Jason. <laughs> Thanks, man. No problem. And 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 also to Kurt. Yeah, oh, well, to Kurt. For, for actually doing it, right? right. Yeah. But yeah, my my pal Jason uh, commissioned it specifically for my birthday. So very cool of him. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's that's uh, one of the only things I got. Uh, let's take a break. Okay. And I'll, uh, oh, this fucker. We'll, we'll regale some more inane retarded stories. Yeah, I'm, I think I might have one actually. Good. Alright. Two, one, two, three, four.
Ahoy, ahoy! Welcome back. Hello. How you doing? I'm refreshed. As soon as I fucking start talking. Great. Um, yeah. Professional. Wonderful. Hey, I'm not getting paid for this shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you uh, teased us that uh, you might have a story to tell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, this this is like a sort of story. Um, you know how. My, well, my car was in the shop like a week ago. Right. During that, uh, uh, so for a couple of days, I was kind of just like riding to work on my bike, uh-huh. and uh, <clears throat> and so I I dropped my bike off. Long story short, my bike ended up at my mom's house, and uh, I had my roommate drop me off there so I could ride my bike home, and uh, and he drove my car home, uh-huh. <laughs> and and consequently. Uh, in the 20 minutes that it took him to get home in the car and then talk to me after, after I got home, he lost the key to my car. <laughs> so for like two days I didn't even have my car key. But anyway, um, so, so I'm riding my bike home and this is, this is like last Wednesday or something when I, it, like it was really rainy outside, but it stopped. So I had him drop me off I get on my bike and I start riding down the road. And, you know, there's clouds are red, and I was like, I can beat this rain home. I can get there. But I get, excuse me, like about a half a mile from my mom's house. And I can feel it sprinkling. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to pedal. Because, you know, I, I live, I don't know, two, two, couple, two and a half miles, three miles away, right. or something like that. And, um, and so I cross the street, I cross Patterson, and I'm down in this uh, side street area behind, you know, where, like, the drugstore is off of uh, Revere and all that. And, uh... <laughs> And it just opens up. I mean, the sky opens up. I, I literally cannot see. It's raining so hard. It's all over my glasses. And it, I'm just soaking wet. So I, I just pull down this side street, and I there's this big tree, like in the devil strip, you know? Oh, yes. And, uh, and I just pull up under this big tree, and I and I get off, and I'm, like, under under the tree, and, like, still a little wet, but it, it's really shielding me from the rain. I'm, I'm not being drenched anymore. I was like, oh, man, this is terrible. And I pulled my phone and I called Doogie to see if he'll just like come back and pick me up, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and of course she just doesn't even answer. <laughs> even though he knows it's, it's like pouring the rain and I, he just dropped me off of, to go on a bike ride. Right. He just like, it is oblivious. And so, <coughs> and so I was like, well, that's, that sucks. And then this guy is walking on the sidewalk right next to me and he goes, hey man, come on up to the porch. This is where I live. You, you can come on up here. He was like walking home from, I don't know, he, I guess he went to the grocery or something. Right. And so, and so he has me come up onto his porch with him, and I was like, well, that's, that's cool. And so I walk and sit on his porch, and, uh, you know, it's a covered porch, so it's not raining on us. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, man. And it just, just kind of opened up on me, on us, didn't it? And I was like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And he's like, well, yeah, you can stay here till it stops raining. And then he takes his shirt off. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You know, well, you know, it's soaking wet. Right, uh, right. That's fine. You know, that makes sense. And I see his, like, uh, like, tattoos that look like it looks like i don't have my glasses on but i do because they're so blurry and like there's like one of a naked lady and one of a snake and then i forget what was on the other arm but i mean literally a snake and a naked lady it's like you can't make that shit up right right <laughs> and uh and so he's like yeah my name's doug and he goes i just got out of prison <laughs> and he's like you want a cigarette <laughs> and, and, and i look and he has like the entire top row of his teeth are gone and i was like wow this is like a character and I'm, I mean, like, he's so stereotypical, you know? Right. And it's like, I, I don't know. 
Uh, so, so I'm like, oh, no, it's all right. And he goes, oh, hey, he knocks on the door. He's like, get us, get us some waters. Uh, I was like, oh, you don't have to give me a water. It's fine. And his wife brings out two bottled waters. And then some, they have a couple of these vials of, uh, these, these, this fruit flavoring that you put in water to turn into Kool-Aid. And, uh, and he's like, have one of these. And I was like, ah, I'll just take the water. I was like, I'm cool with the water. He's like, really? Really? You don't like those things? You don't like those? And I was like, uh, no, no, no. And he's like, oh, I love them. And then he like turns his water into red Kool-Aid and he's yeah. drinking it. And, and, uh, and he goes, hey, you, you don't have a phone, do you? And I was like, yeah. And like, cause you know, he's, he saw me on the phone anyway when he was walking up so I couldn't yeah. lie to him if I wanted to. And, uh, he goes, well, our phone just got turned off and my wife's trying to call her dad and she wants to, you know, get some money from him, turn the phone back on. You mind if she uses your phone real quick? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's cool. I mean, he's doing me a favor, keeping me dry. Right. So I hand him my phone and he is gone. He runs in the house with the phone. Like, he just gets it in his hand and he's gone. And like five minutes go by where I'm just sitting on these people's porch and I'm like, what the fuck? Did they steal my phone? <laughs> and, uh, and eventually he comes back out and he goes, yeah, she, she left a message. He's supposed to call her right back. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and, and so uh, we wait a couple more minutes and he's like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm a carpenter. I'm out of work. Man, I need some money. I just got out of jail. And I was like, oh, my boss used to be a carpenter. You know, I was trying to think, you know, like Jesus was a carpenter. You know, I don't know what to say to him. And, uh, and he goes, oh, really? What, what's he do now? And I was like, oh, he owns a comic book shop and baseball card shop. And he goes, oh, my, my nephew's, uh, you ever heard of him? He's, he names this name, like Matt, uh, Spivey or something. And he's like, do you ever heard of him? And I was like, no. And he goes, uh, yeah, he's gonna be a big star. He's gonna pitch for the Astros. And, <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, okay. I never heard of him. And, uh, and he's like, oh man, whenever his cards come out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it rich. I'm gonna sell all his autographs. And <laughs> he goes, but, but anyway, do you, do you know anybody that wants to buy an air conditioner or a stove? <laughs> And I was like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> and so, uh, then it stops raining. Like, like it just kind of lets up into a sprinkle and then a couple minutes later it's gone. And I was like, well, yeah, it looks like, you know, I'm out of the woods here. You know, I can probably get out of here. And, and uh, he goes, uh, he's like, oh, you want your phone back? Yeah, let me go in and get her. And he goes inside and then like another few minutes pass. And, uh, and then like, and then like he walks into like the front room, like where the, the, the front door of the house is. And he's, he's on my phone ordering a pizza. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, wow. And he comes out and he goes, yeah, here's your phone, man. And I was like, oh, sweet, thanks. And, and I just put it in my pocket. I was like, I'll see you. Thanks for letting me, give me a dry spot. And I, like, I run out and I get on my bike and, uh, you know, I'm like wiping the, the seat off because it's still totally wet. And then like it starts sprinkling again. And then like the sprinkling, immediately turns into like another rain and like i'm right under the tree again and i like look up and he's on the porch and he looks right at me and he goes you won't come back and i was like no i'm good and i just go on my back and i start pedaling <laughs> so it's like i'm drenched again like it, i mean i swear i look like i'm like dunked in a pool of water but i was i was done with my uh my experience at that that address it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Right. It was fun. But if you know anyone that wants an air conditioner or an electric stove, his name's Doug, and I can find his house again. I don't know the name of the street, but I know where it was at. Because <laughs> I'll remember the tree on the side street. Right. Wow. All right. <laughs> and, uh, 
think that's probably in my top five reasons why I don't talk to people. <laughs> Situations like that. Yeah. Well, I looked at my phone when I got home too. I was like, "What did they? Who did they call?" And they called four different places, each one of them for under two minutes, like a minute and a half, two minutes. And I'm like, "Wow, I wonder how many drug deals went down on my cell phone just just in the last ten minutes." <laughs> Gee, call the numbers. <laughs> Luckily, they never called me back either. Like, you know, meet me at you right, know right. the Salem Avenue Kroger's <clears throat> midnight. <laughs> and I uh, know. Uh, Pizza place. What pizza place did they call? I don't know. I didn't. I, didn't, I never even noticed. Uh, I'm guessing it had to have been like there's a there's a Corleone's pizza place right around the corner, or Papa John's. But it wasn't something seven two seven two. So I don't think it was Papa John's. Yeah, there's only one Corleone's pizza. Really? Only one. Only one. Nice. Right there over uh, by uh, Doug. And his air conditioner for sale. Okay. And his so that's uh, out where you used to live then. Yeah, yeah, okay. like like just a couple blocks from my old place. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> didn't you, you have another story you wanted to tell me? I think that was it. I think Are that was sure? it. That didn't seem show worthy. Really? No. That just seemed to happen Sir, this week. I how dare you! That, that just happened this week, right? Uh, well, about a week ago. Yeah, about a week ago. A week ago. I think the other story was the the dice kid, but I told you that one already. Yeah, but so that was the story. That was the story. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. It's kind of a shitty story. I, it was a, it was an experience. <clears throat> the dice story was so much better. <laughs> uh, well. Oh, sorry. All right. You just don't know a good story. Uh, that was a good story. That, that dice story I was, was scared. pretty good. I was scared you were to tell the dice story. Uh, sure. Don't tell the dice story. <laughs> okay. Well, here's another story for you guys. <laughs> story time. Story time. Double story. Uh, we had a carnival in our parking lot for some weird reason. <laughs> like, li- literally, games and rides and cotton candy in the parking lot where, uh, where I worked the other day. Never happened ever. I've been there 18 years. That's never happened. Right. And, uh, and so... This is on the weekend, so on Saturday I work, uh, this kid comes in, he's like a, you know, seven, eight year old kid, and he's like the, the spawn of one of the carnies. And, and he's, uh. Carney spawn. Carney, you know, car, car, carney spawn. Wow, that was a hard, hard compound word. <laughs> so he comes in, and he's like, and he has this weird accent too. Like, I can't tell if it's, if he's from New Orleans or Australia. Uh, you know, white trashy, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's kind of white trashy. And he's like, "Do you guys have any dice?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we sold dice." And I, I was like, "You know, like six sided, twenty sided. What do you need?" He goes, "Uh, twelve sided." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, we've we've got a big vat of twelve sided dice." And I take him back and show them to him. And there's you know thirty or forty of them in there. And he goes, "All right, I'll take them." And I was like, well, there's 75 cents each young man, you know, <laughs> and there's probably upwards of 40 of them in there. And uh, he goes, oh, yeah, well, save them back for me. I'll be back whenever we get some money. And I was like, okay. And so I stick him behind the counter. And, like, two or three hours later, he comes back in with this wad of cash in his hand. His, and and uh, I was like, he's really, okay, he's just going to buy a couple dice or something. And uh, he goes, I'll take all this dice. And I was like, so you want, I count them, son. There's uh, 33 of them that, you know. Or however, however many was it, it ended up being thirty-two dollars worth. So I guess there's like forty something of them, and uh, 
And he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll take them. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And I ring him up, and it was $32 plus tax. And he's he bought $32 worth of 12-sided dice. And I'm, like, bagging them up. I'm like, this this isn't really happening. <laughs> and uh, we've never sold more than two 12-sided dice in a week, and we have, like, a bunch of D&D gamers. And, right. and so... I'm like, he's about to leave, and I was like, oh, excuse me. I was like, yeah, can you can you tell me? I just want to, I'm just curious why you want all those 12 sided dice for. And he goes, he goes, well, you know, I mean, well, me and my friends, we play this game where we all roll die, and, uh, you know, everybody rolls a die, and then uh, we count the numbers, and whoever has the lowest number, they lose. And I was like, and he's like, yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, hey, have fun. <laughs> but they need, you know, they need 40, 40 of them. 12 sided dad to do it. Yeah. I don't know if there's a, you know, if he really has that many carny friends or if they just, every time they lose. They have to give them their they, dice. They, yeah, they well, like, give it uh, away. Like marbles. Yeah. They Maybe it's to, the updated marbles. Could be, could be. That's a lot. A lot of 12 sided dice. Yeah. And so, if nothing else, the car- the carnival, I mean, which it rained all day Saturday, kind right. of ruined the carnival, and Sunday is just, like, a really slow day, because only, like, four stores in our entire shopping center are open. Right. So, I, I think the carnival was pretty much a bust, but, you know, if nothing else, we, we got 30-something dollars worth of sales that we wouldn't have had <laughs> <laughs> to carny folk. And, I, and I'm, I'm just picturing them, like, him and, like, all the dudes that screwed together the rides... And like you know, get liquored up like behind the uh, cotton candy machine. I'm imagining all of them like in a giant trailer that night, just like rolling dice on the floor, listening to like some Bob Seger or something. Right. And it's a beautiful, beautiful image. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. <clears throat> all right, that yeah. I'm done telling stories. All right. I have no real stories at all. Well, the other story, I was, like, actually scared for a second, you know? Like, right, right. I was like, I'm going to get in trouble here. There's drug deals. There's a guy trying to get me to, I don't know, hang right. out on his porch and right. share fruit water with him. I don't know. That movie, it's not as scary as, as I, it was in my mind. Oh, I, I, can, I can feel your fear. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sympathize. I empathize. Just, uh, yeah. I just felt trapped. I guess trapped was the word. Right, right. It was man versus nature, a man versus man. Uh, creepy ex-con guy. Right, right. I'm just saying that, you know, for, for the build-up, mm-hmm. that, that you wouldn't tell me this story, like, <laughs> you know, like the day after it happened or whatever that was, you know, it just right. didn't, didn't seem to pay off as well, much. Well, I told you the dice story, and I was like, oh, I told you the good story. I was like, well, i got this other story. Uh, it's, right. it's good. I'll, I'll wait and tell you that later. <clears throat> but, yeah, probably... Uh, in retrospect, not a not a drama. Uh, yeah, not much to it. <laughs> uh, oh, then he raped yeah. me. Oh, in the basement. Oh, I went to get my. I forgot about that. I had to go in to uh, tie my shoes. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he raped me, and I escaped by tunneling my way inside of their uh, German Shepherd and walking out in its skin. Okay. Okay. I forgot about that last yeah, you, detail you, part. It seemed, I think that would have had more impact. It's kind of, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of the crux of the story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
if I have anything interesting to say. Uh, I don't. I got nothing. Uh, was it a new outlet ball that opened in Cincinnati? <laughs> you can buy some sweet shoes there? Uh, no, no, I refuse to go. Oh, I do kind of have uh, an observation that I had. Okay. Uh, for, for, for anyone who, who doesn't live in the, the Dayton, Cincinnati region here, uh, between Dayton and Cincinnati, there is a church. I believe they're called the Solid Rock Church. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they have a 60-foot statue of Jesus. Looks like it's made out of butter. Looks like it's made out of butter. It's from the waist up, and he's got his arms in the air, and he's looking skyward. Yeah. And there's also a giant cross laying across his chest and into the water. Because it's in front of a lake. Which, and it's about a quarter mile from the hustler store. Uh, yeah, that too, that too. Uh, and also, I think there was, I think it was a rumor, but I don't think they actually went through with it, that the, whoever owns that church, they had planned on putting some sort of platform just underneath the surface of the water in front of the Jesus statue, so that he could walk out on the water. Really? Yeah. So the priest could walk out there? Right. Wow. And make it look like he was walking, walking on, on water. Remo Williams style. Right, right. <clears throat> well, uh, as you mentioned this past uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, it rained a shitload. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could be that maybe just because this church happens to be in sort of a valley area, but every time it rains, it floods. But I'm going to guess that it's not because of that. It's because they've incurred. God's wrath. <laughs> About making the preacher look like he's uh Well, that and, you know, the giant blasphemous, uh, you know, idol. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, too. Because uh, uh, I drive home from uh, work, uh, you know, we, we passed this uh, church, and uh, I think it was Thursday, like, it hadn't rained, but, like, the entire field between uh, the church and uh, the... Uh, Trader's World or whatever that is uh, was completely flooded and there were just geese hanging around in that pond, but they weren't actually like in the the pond in front of the Jesus statue. Really? They refused? Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow, this, uh, it always floods this area. It must be God's wrath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and even the geese won't go into it because they... They don't want to burn they're it. They're out. smarter. Yeah, they're smart. <clears throat> <laughs> and that reminds me of the butter Jesus. Yeah. I was in Columbus. I went to the state fair last Sunday and I saw a giant butter cow. There was a, a sculpture of a cow and then a little calf with a dude and a little girl feeding the calf. Yeah. All carved out of butter. I'm talking life size. Right. <laughs> it was amazing, That's actually. Awesome. I got my picture taken with the butter cow. Sweet. And they also had a. They had. You could take a ride in the Batcopter from the 60s Batman show for 30 bucks. Wow. Did you? No. Oh, Not for 30 bucks. I would have done it. If it had been like 8 bucks. Fuck that. It's a Batcopter. I'm already afraid of flying, but I mean, that would have been I'd the have one thing. I paid 50. <laughs> really? <laughs> that, that would be like the one machine that would get me off the ground, probably, is the Batcopter. 
But, yeah, I didn't have 30 bucks to spend. No, that's not true. You once told me that uh, you would totally fly in the Iron Maiden plane. No, yes. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) The one from their video? Yeah. That in the back option. That's it. Yeah. I did see, uh, what else was there? Oh, I ate deep-fried pickles. Yeah. And uh, I saw a freak show. Yeah? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Well, Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a... Freak show, like actual freaks. Oh, okay. It was like, it was more for like kids. I mean, there there was like, so you know, other freak shows. <laughs> well, you know, like one of them supposedly got their head chopped off and was still talking during the. I mean, it was like just kind of like an oh, illusion, a magic show. Yeah, kind of but there was a sword swallower, and they had a some uh, like old freak photos and like stories and like uh, in a glass case where you could like read about them, and that was kind of cool. Yeah. It was, you know. Was not amazing, but it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Butter cow, definitely a highlight. Yeah. I uh, you mentioned pickles. I, uh, I've been having a taste for like a really good deli sandwich. Yeah. Like uh, just uh, I've got a very specific. Uh, idea in mind of the kind of sandwich I want, and it's not something that you can just get, like, at a Subway or anything like that, you know? Mm. Uh, and there's this, I think it's a Jewish deli, uh, near where I work, so I decided, well, I'll just, I'll go there. They don't have the best sandwich, but it's about as close as I'm going to get. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you have to pay extra for cheese, and I forgot to ask for cheese, uh, yeah. so it was a cheese sandwich. So I thought, well, I'll go to Speedway, which is next door, mm-hmm. uh, pick up some uh, some some cheese there and, and put it on the sandwich. Uh, so while I was looking for cheese, they sell, they don't sell individual cheese, I'll tell you that much, but they do sell individual pickles. Ooh. And they're about as big as the glass that I am holding right now. Really? They are fucking huge. Is it like in a jar on the register? Like no, old school stuff? It is in a bag. Like a Ziploc bag filled with pickle juice. Nice. And just a fucking like like it looks like the zucchini hasn't turned into a pickle yet. Ooh. <laughs> it is that huge. I was amazed. And I was almost bought one. Oh, you didn't you didn't get the pickle? I had a pickle with the sandwich, and okay. I didn't need an extra pickle, especially not one that was bigger than my sandwich. <laughs> you put the sandwich inside of the pickle. No, well, you could have. So you got the cheese, though? Uh, I got string cheese mm. and tore it apart and put it on the sandwich. <laughs> it wasn't, uh, didn't fulfill my need for, for that sandwich. So very disappointing, like, costly I like, mistake. I like the string cheese, but maybe not so much on the sandwich. Yeah, I mean, it was mozzarella, but still, mm. I mean, I wanted a slice of, like, you know, Colby or Monterey or something like that, you know. Just cheddar. A nice cheddar. I'm not a huge fan of cheddar. Yeah, really? I mean, occasionally, but uh, as far as sandwich goes, uh, I want, like, like the two cheeses I previously mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a provolone, a Swiss. Maybe a uh, Havarti. A what? Havarti. Uh Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to something. Have the grocery. Uh... Uh, I'd say closer to provolone, but it's got like maybe a saltier taste or uh, something. 
bigger than salt. But mm. yeah. Yeah, maybe someday I'll try one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's pretty much all I got. They got the Big Jesus story, and uh, or not even a story, just an observation. Yeah. Right. And then a sandwich story. And no, no ash raping cons and carny spawn. And you, you've had a much better two, three weeks than oh. I have. Well, I don't know. Huh? I, I don't know. Uh, huh? okay. uh, why don't you tell me what we're going to be doing for the next episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to see this movie for a while. Pretty sure you've seen it multiple times, but I, you know. I've only seen it once. I already know <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Uh, Fido. Yeah. Like a zombie movie. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've only seen it once, not multiple times. Cool. But uh, I would gladly watch it again. Sweet. Okay. So, uh, yeah, cool. Okay. Usually we don't tell each other what we're going to watch. Yeah, advance, usually a surprise. Yeah. Why did I mention that? Because uh, I had to order from Netflix. Oh, that's so right. right, right. Because, uh, because we're recording this so close to the release date. I'm right, not sure that. that's right. We could watch the movie soon and get that recorded uh, as quickly as possible afterwards. Right, right. I don't like playing catch up like this so much. Mm, yeah. the shows, I like having a, a buffer, a buffer, a bank of shows. Yeah. Four in the can, three in the can, two in the can, two. At uh, least two. two in the can. Yeah. Some occasionally three. <clears throat> two, three in the can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want, after two, three in the can, I'm about done for yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. as you discovered, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Over there on a uh, Colwick or whatever street that was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if anyone in the Dayton area needs an air conditioner or... <laughs> you already said uh, I mean, you know, just write us and let us know. Okay. We'll put, keep in contact with Doug. Or electric stove also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or electric stove, stove or yeah. Or... You know, I know someone who needs an air conditioner. You. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a window air conditioner and I have no windows in my room. <laughs> the more window air conditioners you put in the house, the cooler the house will be in effect. It's uh, true, but... As we all know, cold rises. I think heat rises. I don't know. Cold about, lowers. I don't know about all this. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm no scientist. Well, clearly I am. All right. All right, Fido. Fido. You hungry yet? I'm kind of hungry. All right, let's go get some tea. And uh, next episode, Fido. Fucking A. Fucking A. Thanks, everybody. Thank nope. you. I swear I won't tell any more stories next time unless they're genius. Yes. <laughs> or maybe just don't tell me in advance that you're saving a story. Okay. And uh, build it, you build it up. You're like, what is going to happen? This is going to be amazing. I know. I was totally. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think my expectations. It was like when I saw The Dark Knight. Right. You know, just uh, yeah. all, all the expectations for it, and I was just ultimately did, disappointed. Did you go on uh, like news ramen and uh, everything to look at Jason's story? See what? See what? Yeah. See if I post anything. Yeah. Uh, I can only find stuff about Jason's quest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, thanks for the plug. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gutter Trash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net, iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. 
You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time. Bye.